Lester, the Nightfly. On the Pacific Radio Network. Also made available on PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. All hit radio. Every time you pick up the mic, you are broadcasting. Lester the Nightfly? Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Hello, Baton Rouge. Won't you turn your radio down? Hello and welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is part two of three parts with Taylor Watkins from the band Watkins. Taylor's got a brand new song. It's fabulous. You know, let's hear a little piece of that right now and then we'll get to our show. Snow on the freeway Might as way back to Maine Maybe drive on to Teton Valley The mountains been calling my name We're interviewing uh, Taylor Watkins again, doing a couple shows in a row now with this terrific playlist, learning a lot. It's just a, a real joy. When I do this classical stuff, I have to really study and I, I got to get smart and learn how to pronounce things. And I rarely do it correctly anyways, but it's, it's a little bit more nerve wracking. I can kind of just relax when I talk to you, Taylor, and we can just 
uh, sink in and appreciate and muse and imagine. It's, it's, really, it's really fun to, to go through this list with you. Well, I appreciate it. it. I'm not quizzing you. I'm not keeping scores, so we can just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, because I have like, is that how you pronounce it? Well, I will ask this. Um, how do you pronounce Nathaniel? Is it Rate? Ratelif? Ratelif? How do you pronounce Ratelif this? Ratelif is Ratelif. what I've heard him and a few other more interviews. R-A-T-E-L-I-F-F. The song is called What a Drag. And there's a star. I went crazy for this song. <laughs> the album, and it's still all right from recent times, 2020. Let's listen to it, and then we'll hear Taylor's thoughts. Can't undo it, man. 
than uh, many other songs I ever listened to in my life. I just was able to sink into such a relaxed state of mind. You know, your shoulders fall, you sink into a big beanbag chair or whatever that thing is that you do when you're just in a sumptuous, comfortable state. And yet, the voice sounds like my, my friend Taylor Watkins a little bit. I heard you a little bit in, the, in that vocal vocal. Mm. What can you say about the song, What a Drag? Nathaniel Rateliff, for me, is a newfound love, actually. I actually have met him a few times. We've had some conversations on music and just bumped into each other, actually going to see other live shows. And at the time, even after meeting him three or four times, I had never really listened to his music. I'm not going to lie. And it's one of those situations where every time we see each other, it's like, oh, yeah, you're great. You're great. And then I'm just <laughs> like, well, I, I honestly don't know. I, I had known, I think, one of his songs, like SOB, was on the radio. And that was all I really knew of him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's good. But it's it was when he first started really doing the Night Sweats thing. And uh, basically, for anybody who doesn't listen to Nathaniel Rateliff, he makes a lot of very softer songwriter acoustic music under just his name. And then he will put out albums with the Night Sweats as well. So Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. And that will be his full band production with a horn section, a, more electric guitars, drums, and the full-on scene. So I like both. I, I very much enjoy both of those. But I've found that I relate as a songwriter way more to his solo albums. And I relate to him in a way, too, where I go back and forth with playing with a band and playing solo. I'm currently playing solo and looking... Uh, to form some bands here in North Carolina to play around with. It's nice to just see someone who writes music like you also has kind of the same vibe as you to be able to pull something off where they create this separation where, yes, I love being able to go play with a full horn section and the full band and do the live sound like that. But also, you know, every once in a while, I need to take it back to just me and the acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. So, and it's still all right. We'll always be one of my favorite albums now pretty much any album I, i'm not kidding if you would ask me truthfully what music i've listened to the most in the last three or four months it would probably be embarrassing how many times i have put on nathaniel rayla <laughs> moving on then dr dog i only wear blue the album is called shame shame from 2010 yet again 2009, 2010. We're reaching that, back just a little bit. That was an important bit. time of my life, I guess. Yeah, how old were you in 2010? Oh, Lord, it'll be embarrassing to say. I think I was probably like 14, 15 years old. Uh, it's a little early. Yet I have this theory about when you're 20, and I've interviewed so many people, and it usually centers around the year that they were 20, where a lot of music becomes really important. Even some of these we're talking about now, it wasn't until, you know, my 20s and early 20s that I started, you know, revisiting some of these and realizing maybe how important they were to me. Hmm. Let's listen to it. Uh, the band, the artist, Dr. Dog, I Only Wear Blue, the album Shame Shame from 2010. I'm all bottled up. Floating in the deep blue 
And you're an open book Anyone could read you And I'm losing my voice Barking up the wrong tree When you can't be yourself There's just too much to be So my only sad little comment, because I, I I didn't analyze this one maybe as much as I could have, is that it sounded like John Lennon, a little bit of a really lilting, the resolution of some of the chords. I just, I heard a little hint of John Lennon's writing, maybe a little bit of his voice too. They definitely go for the more 60s, 70s kind of 
bandish Beatles, Monkeys, Animals sound, uh, especially with some of their earlier albums. Hmm. Uh, when I first started listening to them, definitely reminded me of the Beatles. So okay. funny you said that. Yeah. I've never connected the John Lennon uh, voice thing. I'll have okay. to go back and listen to that now. Um, okay. But yeah, Dr. Dog was a band that my group of friends in middle school found. When I think of Dr. Dog, it kind of is the soundtrack for my early teenage years. You know, when you finally got friends who can drive and you're riding your bikes around and you all are, I mean, my friend group, we all skateboarded and we all took film photography. So we're all carrying around our 35 millimeter cameras. And of course, I'm sure everybody was, you know, pointing and laughing at us because we thought we were cool. But <laughs> that was it really felt real to us. And Dr. Dog had that nostalgic sound. Uh, they were kind of weird in their own fun and hipster way that, you know, as much as we loved the popular indie music, Dr. Dog still wasn't mainstream. And you just, it felt old when you listened to it. They recorded on old tape recorders and literal equipment they found laying around their apartment. And you could really hear it in the songs. And it's like the songwriting was so good that no matter what weird sounds they were making it with, it just felt so... I don't even know. It just felt so intimate. And Dr. Dog has continued to be a band that has changed my life with many of their songs. Um, but overall, Shame Shame is my favorite record by them. The electric guitar solo is one of my favorite guitar solos of all time. And just the overall gist of the song, funny enough, I truly only wear blue. I'm wearing blue jeans and a blue shirt right now. And that's one of my, <laughs> that's just what I usually am wearing. So when I heard that song too, I was like, whoa, I already wear blue a lot, even though they're being metaphorical. But yeah, that's my Dr. Dog story. Really enjoy them. Again, this is one of my all-time favorite bands. Please go check them out if you haven't heard of them. Would you agree with the term psychedelic rock band for them? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And you know, we talked about it a little last time. I'm trying to coin the phrase psychedelic Southern for the music I make. And nowadays when I hear people in the music world, especially speaking about genres, anytime the word psychedelic gets mentioned, you immediately go back to thinking of Pink Floyd and literal psychedelic drugs and the movement of the 60s and all of that, which is completely... a uh, huge proponent of a lot of the music and a lot of why the word psychedelic is the word it is nowadays. Um, but I think for me, psychedelic, that word means mind expanding and growth of the mind. And I would totally put Dr. Dog in that, not only because they have such a weird soundscape, but their lyrics are psychedelic, their ambience and all the sounds in the background are psychedelic and just their overall branding has been psychedelic from day one. So I would agree with it, but genres are so hard to talk mm. about nowadays. And it's mm. such a stickler for me. I don't care what it's called. As long as I can tell that they mean it, I like it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Because you hear people say, I, I don't care what kind of music. I just like good music. And that's not helpful exactly. Well, but it's not helpful. Well, and it's just like, I don't know if I trust you to say what good music is. right. <laughs> but, but what you just said is that they mean it. 
that puts color on that a lot better. I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what anyone even is trying to write because I don't sit down and write a song with a specific genre in mind. I don't even think of a certain melody. I just Mm. start picking the strings and then the song finds itself. But when someone asks you to define the genre, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, if they're passionate and when they're singing it or playing it or whatever, if I can tell that this was honest, then I usually am cool with them. And I usually am cool with the music at that point. It's when you can kind of start telling that there's gimmicks or that there was almost too much effort put into the songwriting or too much thought on the effort or the lyrics that Mm. it just becomes overdone, which, you know, it works in some instances. But I think that even kind of in a big example would be pop music nowadays and how digital culture has almost taken over pop music to mean digital in a way when pop music is one of the best genres there is it's pop music has found its way into almost every genre but now in our digital days we find that mainstream pop music has leaned into this heavy generic analyzed creations through algorithms and looping and anyone with a doll and a computer can make mm-hmm. a song now but I don't want to get too on the music industry spiel today. <laughs> you, you are you are the Ernest Hemingway of uh, indie rock or or music, let's say, because that's what he would say. Something that's honest and true and faithful and forthright. That's what you're describing in the music you like, really. I love it. Well, I might have to quote you on that. <laughs> His writing was never flowery. It was very straightforward. And he, he confronted things head on uh, without a lot of uh, circular descriptive language. You know? Yeah, I was just performing down in Key West and my girlfriend has fallen in love with the Hemingway cats and wants one. So maybe <laughs> it's all a sign in a full circle somehow. <laughs> wow. We move to another star. I wrote down, I could play this all day long. This might be my fave. Guess what? I'm not going to introduce it. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. Let me count up my quarters so I can cash in while I still have time. You might call me a hoarder, but I think my things will keep me alive.
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Over and over and over and over and over. Bare Hands is the band. Sleeping on the Floor, obviously, is the track from the record Distraction from 2014. Taylor, you're still a teen, but you're, you're getting there at this point in 2014. Yes. Um, where'd you find this, man? Thank you. Wow. Love this track. Bare Hands, all-time favorite. Love them. They were a huge influence to me. And again, it's funny how how much pop music and how much, I, I don't even know, just electric music and electric guitar-centric music that I fall in love with. And especially, like, I grew up off pop punk and early 2000s and all the stuff that was on the VH1 Top 20 Countdown and all the stuff on MTV right before MTV and VH1 stopped playing music. So I've seen pretty much the transition and then the overturn of it all. And it's funny because as much of my favorite music, I don't necessarily feel like I make music like that, if that makes sense. And Bare Hands is such one for me that I have played these records till the CDs don't work anymore. And, you know, I would never claim that I sound like them or any of my songs remind me of Bare Hands, but Bare Hands is another one very similar to Dr. Dog that uh, was around when my friends from middle school and high school, again, like I was saying, this was a driving around band for sure. Every time we got around and skateboarded and hung out, this was a band that was playing. Um, Bare Hands always came to Cincinnati to play when they first started, and they didn't have any fans in Cincinnati. I, I believe I want to say they're from Pennsylvania. I don't know how our friends found bare hands. No, one Brooklyn. of, one Brooklyn. of my best friends, Kyler Davis. Oh, Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn, yeah. I knew they were from up North. Um, yeah. my best friend, Kyler Davis, I believe he's the one who showed me bare hands and we went to their shows. We probably saw them three or four times where we were the only people there. And it was like maybe a group of like five of us and we'd go see them every time. Wow. And we were always like, why do they keep coming back to Cincinnati? Like, it's just <laughs> us. Um, and so we've hung out with them at a couple of music festivals and stuff when we were younger. Um, their newer music is not necessarily my favorite. It seems like they might've went a little too much off the deep end. Um, but I will say, so the album before this, their very first record, incredible distraction, incredible. You'll pay for this incredible, pretty much their first three records doesn't have a bad song on it. Give us one more. Okay. Let's go off, um, of you'll pay for this and let's go with too young. Established 
Okay, we're moving on to yet another star. <sighs> Where have they been all my life? The Beths. Hmm. Really? I feel the same way. Oh, 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 oh like if, if there's a sweet spot in my soul, my musical soul, it's right here with the female lead, this fun guitar, unbelievably cool harmonies, very clever lyrics. I went crazy for this song, Knees Deep from The Beths, the record expert in a dying field from 2022. Let's take a listen and then we'll talk about it. Oh, 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 
So before we talk more about the best, let me just ask a quick question. Do you know Beach Bunny? Yes. This is like Beach Bunny in my book. The, the yes. song Oxygen, which I have played over and over and over and over. And, over. and you know, I'm in my 50s, Taylor, later 50s. I'm not sure I'm really allowed to like these young teenage-ish bands. <sighs> no, you for sure are. I I feel like I am I feel like such an old grandpa already that <laughs> like me liking these bands, I already feel like I'm getting made fun of. But no, and again, I, I think it goes back to what I said. You know, if you can tell that they're meaning it, then there's mm -hmm. no reason why you shouldn't like it. And you know, with some of these with some of these, uh, what's the word to say it? It's almost like indie pop on the end of like the pop punk phase that we're seeing some of these newer bands form like this, that you kind of revisit some of these bands you grew up with that you can kind of tell that these bands that we're about to talk about are definitely taking notes yeah. from these old playbooks. Yeah. It, some of them don't age well. And there's some of my favorite CDs and bands that I'll go back and I'm like, I can see why it was so popular growing up, but it doesn't feel the same now. And it's mm. not as timeless as some of these, but my God, the Beths, it's just like, I will be listening to the Beths for the rest of my life. I, I feel that way about many bands that kind of bring that same vibe as them. And also before we uh, did this, I was texting you, Bad Bad Hats is another one that I'm really into that I think is quite similar to them. And I'm almost starting to like them even more but I don't want to even uh, compare them. They're very different. Yeah. Um, All right, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, Oh Taylor. my gosh. Let, let's, let's, we're going to come back to the bets in a second, but for just a, just a second, because you said it, Bad Bad Hats, well, uh, give, give us a song and give me just a quick little bit on them if you can. Um, don't know much about them, but let's go ahead and play Walkman. It's off their newest record.
Bad Bad Hat, <laughs> a little bonus here with Taylor Watkins on Lester the Nightfly. Okay, let's go. I want to hear uh, a little bit more about the Beths. Taylor sh- shared the song. I-, I went off the deep end for Knees Deep, blah, 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 blah. Then I started to explore, and then I started to send. So I listened to probably eight tracks. I listened to this record through a bunch of times. I started sending missives off to my sister and my daughter, to friends. Oh my God, you got a Taylor's phone. I mean, da, 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 I went off. Well, like you said, the the whole album is incredible. Um, their earlier albums are, I, I will say the instrumentation's there, they're just as talented, but the songwriting has definitely improved on this newer record, uh, Expert in a Dying Field. Like you said, they're very catchy songs, but also the lyrics are very playful and very thought out, I think. And she's an incredible songwriter the of course title track expert in a dying field i mean that song is probably going to be stuck in my head till the end of times (laughs) can we erase our history is it as easy as this plausible deniability I swear I've never heard of it And I can close the door on us But the room still exists And I know you're in it Hours of phrases I've memorized Thousands of lines on the page All of my notes in a desolate pile I haven't touched in any Never took this twist And I can call 
their earlier songs, Jump Rope Gazers is wonderful. Um, Your Side on the newer record is amazing.
I had sat down with one of my friends from Kentucky, Drake, and he has a great, great, great knowledge of music. And when I met Drake, me and him finally felt like, oh my gosh, you're like the only person that I can talk about my weird music interested <laughs> with and not feel like made fun of. And first thing he said the first time we hung out was, oh my gosh, like you need to be listening to the Beths. Wow. Um, their album had just came out, Expert in a Dying Field. So I kind of had to do this catch up where I started from their first album because that's what I do with every band I listen to. I got to start with their first record, go to the next, and then finally make my way to the newest one I was supposed to listen to. And my God, when I saw that, or when I got to Expert in a Dying Field, I just remember, I, I pretty much, like you said, I called everyone I knew. I, I texted everybody. I sent it out. I sent the link. So all people had to do is just click the play button. I'm like, I know you're not going to type it in. Just click play. Like You, you trust me later. And uh, it wasn't till I'm not kidding, maybe a week or two after I started falling in love with them, my best friend from Asheville texted me, and we had just moved back to Asheville at the time. And he goes, hey, man, I've got two extra tickets to the Beths. I can't go. Oh, Do you man. want them? You're the only friend I know to ask. And it was almost like, I mean, it was just meant to be. I had immediately taken the tickets and me and uh, one of my good friends went and go, went to that show. And they are just as good live. I mean, better. It's They put on a fantastic show. Her voice is even better live. Taylor Watkins. October 17, 18, 19 in Brooklyn. I, I just saw they're playing. I'm so going to try to get a ticket to one of those. I might bring my son, maybe his first show. You have to. He's not going to want to hang out with his dad at a show. Like you and your friends go over there. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> however I sorted out. That would be a kick-ass first show, I would uh, say. Yeah. When you, you see him live, you appreciate the electric guitar playing more than anything. Mm -hmm. And apparently after talking to my friend that turned me on to them, it makes sense when you see them. Uh, his guitar playing is phenomenal. I mean, the whole band is super talented, but um, he puts on such a show. He has a huge presence on the stage and teamed up with her vocals. And they all sing background vocals, too. It's It's just a show and a half. I'm not really a part of pop culture nowadays, so I'm not sure if like the Beths are cool to like or if they're I mean, they seem to be getting a lot of popularity right now, but I never hear anybody knowing of them. So I'm like, where how do I meet the friends who know about the Beths? You know, like I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> There's another one called Watching the Credits. That's from an yes. older record that I just fell in love with.
The group principally consists of lead vocalist Elizabeth Stokes, guitarist Jonathan Pierce, bassist Benjamin Sinclair, and drummer Tristan Deck. Meeting at the University of Auckland, New Zealand, the band signed to Car Park Records, love that, in 2018, and then they had their first record, Future Me Hates Me, love that. Just, just for a second, everyone, Future Me Hates Me. I think we could all probably... <laughs> maybe relate to that album title. <laughs> here turn two-part series into three-part series we have more with the beths and more music from taylor watkins it'll be fun see you same place same time next week here on lester the nightfly (laughs) 